0: Thirty-eight remaining. That's Lead by 10 points. It's Fremantle's going no, to lose here. No, no, no. the big best. we oh, are you doing? Hello and welcome, Dawkers, to 2018, the first big episode. Matt Judd, welcome.
1: Welcome back, Ben. It's been been a little while. I've seen you a few times, but we haven't um, conversed over the phone and laptop
0: for a little while. Over football, it's very exciting to sit here on a Wednesday with a Thursday game tomorrow.
1: How good. And how good is it going to be? We're going to get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week, and then next week we'll have... Thursday before Easter, a good Friday game again, and then we should yep. have an Easter Monday game, so we'll have five days of footy.
0: Oh, Thursday. Thursday night football just gets better every year. I'm a big fan of Thursday night
1: footy, actually. Massive fan. It's generally a day where you're just sort of like, nah, what am I going to watch on TV, like My Kitchen Rules or Married at First Sight. I have Foxtel, so I don't go near those shows. But It's like a um, long weekend. Yeah, I know. And you can, Then you can have a beer and you don't feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> a well, couple Well,
0: we have a big, exciting episode, this episode. We've got some big predictions we're going to run through. We're going to record, record our predictions so we can later bring them up, how right or wrong they are.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll put them on um, our Facebook page and we can get MRP'd by other people. <laughs> However, I feel like we'd, we'd own up to our stupid mistakes and stupid calls,
0: which we make all the time. We're gonna have some. We will have a big MRP episode. We're gonna go through some roughies, and then last of all, we'll have a look at um the Dockers' first round game against Port Adelaide over in Adelaide.
1: Looking forward to it. Actually, I've been hanging out for this game, um, and I reckon uh, I reckon it'll be a really good test. It would it would have been a bit disappointing if we played like. North Melbourne or something and we get a win and then everyone suddenly thinks we're premiership contenders. We're having to play some hard teams early is probably gonna be a positive thing for us.
0: Yeah, straight off the bat with a big challenge over in Adelaide.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be good. righty. Well what do you want to do? Do you wanna start out with um, with some predictions for the year?
0: Yeah, we'll go with some big ones to start with. We'll go we'll kick it off, we'll go wins with with a ladder prediction where you think they'll end up, I think.
1: Alright, so I'm gonna give a a floor to our wins. I think we have to win ten games and we should win ten games. I think I sent sent our little Docker thread through a prediction and it had us winning about fifteen games, but that was pretty generous, I think. Um, so I reckon ten. Uh, ten plus for us. And yep. that should put us in the, you know, nine to twelfth range. But I think we should finish ninth or tenth. Like or tenth is probably um, not bad, pushing for finals, but not quite good enough. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad prediction at all. How I've pencilled a ceiling of slightly ahead on the eleven-win mark with a similar ladder position. That's obviously very dependent on other teams, but I'm I'm going with a ceiling, a floor of eleven as well.
1: Which I think, if we made those, we'd be very happy men come the end of the season. Mm. Um, and. 'll it'll, it'll be really interesting to see where we are come round seven or eight when we have all these home games and like you know everyone's relatively fit at the moment so I think the start of the season will uh, will let us know but it's obviously hard there's a lot of variables at this stage but we're relatively in agreement there what yeah. about who do you reckon is gonna be our um, top Brownlow polar is this this an easy one
0: it is given what I've seen in preseason, and I will put a, not a roughie but who I think will be high up there as well. i got five in at number one, but I've got Lockie Neal polling well again.
1: Yeah, Lockie Neal's definitely a strong second. I've gone slightly different. I've gone Sonny Walters. <sighs> a fit-firing Sonny Walters attracts votes, whereas mm. Neal is more of the accumulator vote getter. Yeah. Um. So he's like a one and a two vote sort of a player most of the time. Whereas Walters yep. will get three, um, if he if he's on, like if he gets those six goals, thirty whatever touches, he'll get him. So and obviously a couple other guys, Brad Hill, um, if he gets on the outside, he should get some votes. And a little yep. sneaky one, a little roughy. How about uh, a new recruit, Nathan Wilson? If he starts <laughs> cleaning up from the back line, mate. He could get 30 touches and, and um, you know... I reckon start. he'll get noticed
0: now he's out of he, the um,
1: GWS colours. Well, yeah, exactly. Now that, uh, now that some people actually will go to his games, hopefully. Um, <laughs> the other one is Sandy. I think Sandy should get some votes too, but um, yeah. let's touch wood and, and not get ahead of ourselves with Sandy.
0: Um, All right,
1: what about, what about goals, mate? Who's going to well, kick our goals? Is...
0: Well, after you've just given that big rant, I've got Mickey Walters as... I've picked him as my smoky little most goals. I think maybe... I just feel like he can pop up... Like last year when he popped up, had those couple of five-goal games. I just think yeah. with a, a forward line that seems to be spreading it pretty even, there's not yep. a... You know, we don't have that dominant Pavlich anymore. I reckon Mickey might be able to, you know, pull something out here. And I can I can definitely see him getting it.
1: Well, interestingly... Um, last year he would have been pretty close to our top goal scorer. I know McCarthy kicked, I think, 25 or 24, and Kirsten yeah. was second with like one goal less. Kirsten was second in our goal kicking, which is mental. Um, but um, I've gone, so Walters is a good one. I've gone with the man of the preseason, big Matthew Cravener. If you looked at his stats, he was something like First in um, contested marks, like second in marks overall. Um, there was another one for shots on goal or something like that, and then pressure acts for a big amount of some pressure-related stat. And he was all in the top um, mm. top five, and some, a few of them he was in the top two. It's so a tough he's had to me. He's had a preseason from hell. And all he needs is for us to give it to him slightly better and deeper. And I think that's his strength. If he gets it to the top of the goal square, we're a lot less worried about that kick than when we're getting to him 40 out on an angle. Um, We're just not that team that gets those 40 out goals. We're the team that gets it to the friggin' you know, two-meter line and somehow still manage to stuff it up. But if we can get it there a bit cleaner, I reckon Tabs is in for, you know, two or three a game. Which, you know, if he starts doing that most weeks, suddenly he's getting, you know, that, that 30, 40, 50 goals um, with the odd quiet game. So I, I have a high ceiling for Tabner this year and obviously a very low floor. <laughs> <laughs> could go, could land
0: anywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah. pretty the- much, he's pretty much the Empire State Building if they knocked out all the floors. Like, <laughs> so it's just you walk in and look up and you're saying the point.
0: <laughs> that's tabs could be oh. anywhere mate well speaking of taberno improving let's move on to maybe we'll jump on to biggest improver and who's going to fall off the uh face of the docker earth
1: all right so biggest improver i've got a list of people that i wanted to talk about yep. a couple of them aren't, aren't necessarily bad now but i think they're just ready to pop for whatever reason First one is Alex Pierce, who Definitely. has looked, looked awesome in the preseason, looked like mm-hmm. he hasn't missed a beat, and looks looks more comfortable now than before he'd hurt his leg. But in the in leadership of, group as well. Yeah, and in the leadership group. So I think um, they've recognised he's, uh, mm. he's ready to go. He looks comfortable at AFL level against Adelaide, who were missing a few big keys, but he was good that game. Yeah. Um, so, Alex Pierce is probably right up there. A couple of other young guys. Um, Darcy Tucker looks like he's ready to go. Yep. Um, and, um, and also uh, Langdon. I was about to say Carl Langdon, but I hate that guy. <laughs> um, so, Langdon. So, Langdon with the long hair. Um, I, reckon, I reckon he just needed to grow his hair out a little bit and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. let his hair down. He had to grow it out and then he could let it down and then he could be a good player. Um, but he's looked really good as well. So I think those are my three. Have you got any other ones? No, I've got Pierce. I've got seven or eight, but those will be my three.
0: I had Piers and there. I had a few others, but one that I wanted to... I got Luke Ryan. Yeah, he was in my list too. Yeah, I think he had 11 good games last year, and he just looks... He doesn't look like an 11-game play. Very solid. Um, and I think he's going to slot into that back line really nicely. And they're going to all, all kind of... It's just going to... Assist him this year. Hopefully, they'll grow with Wilson back there, and Pierce okay. having a good year. I think that that'll he'll also piggyback on that.
1: I'm just looking forward to Wilson on one flank, Ryan on the other, yep. and we know when they get the ball, it's going 55 meters, rather yeah. than a couple of other players that generally get the ball back there. One mm. which I think will probably come up in the next segment, but mm. um, <laughs> Spur and Daniel Pierce and these sort of guys where they get the ball and you know it's going. You know, twenty meters and straight up. Yep. So, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to those guys really punishing with that long kick. Yeah. Um, and getting on some of our quick players. And we look quick. All right. So, who's your pick for worst performer?
0: It's all. I'm concentrating a lot down the back line with this. This is probably an unfortunate one. It's not going to probably be so much about his form. I just think he's he is on his last legs. I think Jono is going to fall away heavily. And struggle, yeah. and I think the way that our backline is tending, and I think we're probably when we ask that or we bring this up as who's going to fall off the most, we're probably looking at our senior players who aren't going to maintain. Or that's what yep. I was kind of. I think Jono, and you alluded to a, another Pierce, but not the uh, A Pierce, who may do the same thing, I suppose.
1: Well, look, I think Jono, yes, and luckily for us. There's no longer a necessity for him, whereas last mm. year and the year before, we needed him. Um, so he was getting games whether he liked it or not. Whereas we don't need him as much anymore, so hopefully he
0: can play well. And he could know, still take good, the yeah. big, you know what I mean? Play close to the goals, take the big, shut down, you know, kind of direct, be the luck, But I just feel like...
1: He's... Yeah, I just think his role in our team is going to be Alex Pierce takes the big... And Johnson's the third tall and sort of yep. like has to be creative. And I think Wilson and um, yep. Ryan are better at him than that now because they're yep. not going to break down. Um, another one, obviously Spur. Um, he's done his knee four to six weeks. The conspiracy theory there is that um, basically they're just letting him down easy. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we don't need you anymore. Do a knee, like poor hammy on a Thursday night. On a rainy-looking, you know, Saturday. Um, but, yeah, out at, out at Maddington Oval, it's a bit rainy, you know. Everyone gets a bit tight on a Thursday and, <laughs> oh, I don't think I can play coach. Um, I reckon, you know, the writing's on the wall for him. Yep. Daniel Pierce, Sutcliffe, Sheridan, those sort of dudes. But um, Ballers, until the last JLT game, yeah. Why? I reckon that game buys him two bad performances and for some reason I feel like they're going to be in round one and round two.
0: Yeah, I hope he bounces back. hes I was thinking about him the other day and I thought maybe he'd become... After the success they had, the drop-off, it might have been tough for him to deal with and he maybe, you know, his form showed that. Maybe that's why he was tending away. But seeing him this year, I'm hoping he, he picks back up and he's riding this new wave of enthusiasm. You know what I mean? He's heading towards... He might be able to see the light at the end of this, not dark tunnel, but his football might become slightly more positive.
1: Yeah. I think the pressure on him is a good thing because he no longer will get gifted games because they've no. got a lot of small forwards now. Yeah, they're exactly ready to go. right. Um, exactly. And, uh, you know, it might it might push everyone. At the moment, our healthy list means that everyone's battling for this position. And it's actually hard to pick out 22. Yeah, um, But... Uh, maybe it'll be good for him maybe it'll be his demise but sort of waits to be seen I think his good JLT means that he can play one or two bad games and still get picked but if he plays two bad games in a row he's out Um, and we've got guys ready and able ready and willing to go Um, Mm which hopefully eventually will be a harley penal, but who knows. Um, so he's another one where, you know, he could be our worst and just not play a game this year or play two. If he plays like last year and plays two games, you know, he's out of contract yeah. the end of this year. He's getting, you know, a very low ball deal. I have he's a lot of positivity contract.
0: for Ballas this year. I would like to think that he will, he will bounce back.
1: Yeah. Oh, I hope you're right. What about some of our new players? So two big trades that we made, obviously Wilson we've spoken about a little bit. What do you think about Brandon
0: Matera? Yeah, it slots in nicely. I think maybe he might take a bit he might take a bit of um, the old like the old Walters role, like move down forward. He might fill in a bit of Palantine who I think will hold his spot, but maybe if he doesn't he takes a bit more of the forward role and lets those guys push up. Yep he might I think play so. a lot more down there and just also quick like good skills, um, just think he's a good asset. He's very, creative. very sharp. Yeah. Uh,
1: he's he's a something out of nothing player. Like he'll, you know how Ballas sort of makes nothing out of something? Like he'll take yeah. a mark, he'll do all this work. Makes take something a mark out of goals. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, he makes nothing out of something. Like he'll take a mark at the top of the goal square and miss it or something like that. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. man, like you've literally turned like a very good opportunity into nothing. Whereas Mateer will, you know, get a bump ball out in the boundary and somehow dribble it through for a goal or create something. So I think he's going to be really handy for like a dynamic looking forward line.
0: And looks quick.
1: He does. Quick and, you know, silky sort of a player. So I'm looking forward to him getting a few games in the new team. Mm. He looks like he's slotted in well. Um, So obviously there's the two draftees that everyone's talking about, Brayshaw and Chera. I think they speak for themselves. Cherro, I reckon, will come in later on. But what do you think about the rest that we got? So we've got a couple of guys. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you. So Tom North, um, he's he's a nuggety little player from I think Country Victoria or Adelaide or something like that, and um, played a bit in J in the AFLX, and then the the first derby pre season. Have you
0: seen much of him? He came over from. Yeah, he's from over east, playing up forward. Yeah, like a forward mid sort of a role. Um,
1: he, he's sort of that, you know, 180 centimetres, pretty thick sort of dude, like ready-made body, if that makes sense. But he's yeah. been chopping up. I'm pretty sure he had 32 touches in Waffle and kicked a few goals on the weekend for Peel. So he could be one that, similar to Bailey Banfield, um, you know, pops right up. And how about Bailey Banfield? Mm-hmm. Tasty Did you, you hear him talking He said I was the 210th dude picked Over the last two drafts Like he's 19 this year So he was in the draft last year too And he's like They took 209 people before me <laughs> And he's like Fuck you as well <laughs> There was a little bit of fuck you about it Apparently his old man's a huge Dockers man From Broome And he was just frothing That he gets to play for the Dockers And gets to play this week Oh, oh that's pretty funny.
0: Moving up the draft list.
1: Yeah. Uh, what about the big boys that we got? Lloyd Meek and Huge Dixon. Huge Dix. Dix is a
0: he's a big favorite of mine. Um, I was just I had him loaded here on the page to talk about. Little gingerhead. He's got that. Does he? Yeah, yeah, he's got the faint. He's, well, I'm looking at his draft photo. He probably doesn't look like that. Well. I assume he's still got the ginger. 195 centimeters, 90 kilos. Fuck,
1: he's a baby face, isn't he? Yeah, a baby he face is. killer. Yeah, I heard. I heard one of the guys, like the Duffield and Quartermain podcast, and they were like, "Oh, that Hugh Dixon, you got to watch his name. He's got a lot of puppy fat on him. He does. Yeah. Look, he, he looks very much like a Sean Darcy mold, like not as mm. puppy fat, but that sort of baby-faced but huge body."
0: <laughs> yeah, big boy. He's almost... You know what's strange about this year draft is When I was flicking through them, having a look, did you see what year they were born? 2000? Uh, nah, he's, well, he, he's 1999. Is so he? Okay. To, yeah, so we're looking at millennials now. Oh,
1: man. How crazy is it that, you know, <laughs> people are now going to pubs born in the year 2000? <laughs> it is a very scary. Um, I was actually in Suvi, um over... December And um, you know how they have the price wars Or whatever, the beer yeah. wars Or whenever that was, I was over there a couple of weeks ago as well Still going there, And we were at the, the Vic And you know we were there on a Wednesday night Or something, it was like palmy night And it was pumping, like it was full. Mm. But everyone there I'm pretty sure Was born the day before Hugh Dixon <laughs> I was like Good lord, there's some young people Drinking these days um, which is a bit scary. What about Lloyd Meek? I blessed are the, Lloyd blessed Meek. are the Meek. He played in the second JLT game. He's a big boy. He's very built. Um, so we've got some big dudes. And Scott Jones is a waffle guy that's about 23 years old, um, who's another ruckman, um, who, you know, we've got some depth at ruck now. So um, I'm looking looking forward to, you know, the next gen after Sandy, which is probably Sandy's last year, maybe, unless he absolutely dominates. Yeah, it's hard. hard. (laughs) Well, hopefully he does. Hopefully he drives us to our flag and then
0: retires. (laughs) Moving on from draftees before we head into, well, we will head into the current season now, but you would probably like to, or most Dockers supporters would probably like to, touch on the Crosstown Rivals.
1: Yeah. How good was the two preseason games against the Eagles? I loved it because we won both for one. But, um, you know, it just incited a whole lot of, oh, bloody Dockers, they've won their grand final by now. It's like, mate, we just pumped you guys by like 60 points and you're paying us out about being the shittest team ever. So how does that, where does that place you in the rankings? I think the Eagles are going to be struggling this year, man. Yeah. And their, their injury list is all top-ended. It's like us Mm. two years ago. Nat Nui, Josh Kennedy, you know, these sort of dudes. uh, Not looking pretty for them.
0: Yeah. I I had a a friend tell me, and he probably put it very good, if you're an Eagles supporter, he said, I don't want to talk about AFL unless it's AFL season, and I don't want to talk about cricket unless it's in Australia. (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Oh, mate. It's... um... Yeah, well, if you're an Eagles supporter, yes. That's exactly what it's like. But um,
0: It is tough. Yeah, it'll be a tough... <sighs> hit if they somehow it's going to be rough... Yeah, yeah we, we're going to overtake them
1: this year. I, I can just see it happening. Um, we, some things would have to go really bad for us and really good for them, for them to be competitive
0: this year. It'll blow um, my mind if they get over... If they somehow... They'll win a few at home, I understand if that. If they at make six, finals, I'll be... Flabbergasted. Jaddy, like, I, will, I will buy you <laughs> 10 cartons if they make finals.
1: Yeah, I know. I was about, what, 10 cartons a lot of beer, mate. 10 cartons. Um, yeah, like I don't know where they're going to get this from. Um, no. So, yeah, somewhere in the bottom 10, I reckon, you know, middle of that, like, <laughs> or lower, uh, they could be the surprise one that goes down. All right, to drop off. let's get off those. Weagles, wankers, um, and start talking about the port game we've got this week. So we're at Saturday, uh, Saturday Arvo game, which which is, you know, that nothing Saturday time slot where everyone's watch like, playing footy or, you know, out and about. Not the biggest uh, fan fest, but anyway, I'll still be watching. Oh, yeah. I've actually, I've got a good story about that, actually. <laughs> um, so I've been playing footy down at um, a different club this year. Um, a few mates are down, they went down there to play Thursday, I only trained a couple of times, but they're very low in numbers and they're like, got a, they've got a practice game this week and um, I can't train on Thursday and then I was like, fire out the Dockers games at 3.30, like that's during the game. I was like, oh, I'm not going to go, like I'm not committed, I don't really want to play because um, of uni and stuff. And so, I told the coach that I have to be at the hospital. <laughs> so, I've got to be at the hospital, like, you know, So I can't get out of it. Really, really sorry. I am new at the hospital. <laughs> Devoted fan. Luckily, none of them would be Dockers fans, so no one would be listening to no that. No one would even know AFL, would they? Well, they're playing it, so I imagine they would oh, yeah, be, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, 3.30. Port have Pittard and Robbie Gray out, which is pretty big for them, like a... Like one of their key rebounding defenders and one of their, like, you know, Brownlow contender midfielders. So, that's pretty good. And the only one of note out for us is Hill, Stephen Hill, that is. Brad Hill should play. Mm. So, we're going in pretty good. In yeah, saying it should that, be though. a good
0: game. We're going in, well, paying $4 to $1.25, which is probably reasonable when you play Port Adelaide yeah. at home. We haven't cool. travelled well... Um, lost our last two games there, and obviously last year we had that nightmare, which was which turned out maybe as a not a, a slight uh, blessing in size, yeah. yeah, it was. a We won the next
1: point. week. We got rid of a lot of those, you know, old yeah. faithful Daniel Pierce's and stuff like that. So
0: it is might have, might have
1: technically been the start of
0: whatever's happening this year, really. If we can prove. If we can... First quarters, obviously, we always talk about on the road, when we go play away, what dock is you going to get after the first quarter? Um, and yep. that's going to show a lot to me. Is first the first quarter, how they show up, what happens there, what, you know, what... It will say a lot about our pre-season, whether it was up to the hype or if it was just, you know, lucky pre-season form. But if we can be competitive, and, and I think we'll go down slightly... Um, yeah, but if we can lose by you know two to three goals against a Port Adelaide side that's recruited heavily—that's in um,
1: in Premiership
0: mode. Yeah, the, massively. Like you know, like
1: Port Port could and may make the top four. So yeah, should I think so yeah, I mean, the lines at 26 and a half points. I reckon yeah. if we can get close to that, I'll beat it. Um, while showing some signs where, you know, we give them a scare, you know, and like, you know, might push them to even at three-quarter time or, you know, something like that. But they're in the, yeah. in the end, they're too good. Um, I reckon that's a win for us.
0: Well, Adelaide are just scary. You know when they just like switch on and just kick 10 in it, you know what I mean? They just have they're those very, corners, So we do have Very to, attacking,
1: yeah. Mm, I, I worry... Time. Yeah, I worry that it's going to be a shootout, and we won't have as big a gun as they yeah. they will. <laughs> <laughs> as in, we'll have like a water pistol, and they'll have like a bazooka. But I also think that's a really good test for us because we won't be able to grind them down. Like it'll be, mm. can we can we score when we need a score? And that's our problem, and that's what I think looks like it's changed in the preseason. And can we, you know, convert that into the regular season? I don't know, the last funnily enough, the last six or seven times we've played them, it's gone win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss in you know, in order. So we lost the last one, so we're actually dual win. So on those on those odds, you should be putting your house on Freo at four bucks. <laughs> on
0: on that topic, should we be should we jump into a quick MRP punt. Ruffy before we finish no, up? Nah,
1: let's have a punt. <laughs> let's, have
0: a, let's have a punt and finish up. Well, I'm looking through the odds for this week, there's a couple of a couple that jump out at me. Um, you got Essendon, Adelaide. Essendon two dollars five at home against Adelaide, which I think maybe. And you were saying Adelaide had some outs, which is probably yep, represented those odds.
1: Uh, at Big Tex, Brad Crouch, brother of Matt, who's a gun. So yeah, one um, that
0: we completely disagree on. And probably which I'm tending to let like, Well, Collingwood against Hawthorne, Collingwood paying $2, I think that's not... That's probably an up-in-the-air game and Collingwood is still, you know, looking to double your money.
1: Collingwood and Hawthorne are both a who-knows-who's-going-to-rock-up that day. You know, like one team yeah. could win by 40 points and you wouldn't be too surprised. You'd be like, oh, yeah. like, wow. Um, all right, so one I've gone for is... So, Richmond are big favourites. Carlton are $5, Richmond about twenty. I've gone get on Richmond by over 50 points. I reckon (laughs) Richmond will do a number on Carlton, and personally, I've put money on Richmond at 52 points or more at $3.50, and I am almost taking that to the bank (laughs) right now. Carlton, stink.
0: Mate, this is perfect because I am going complete opposite. (laughs) My roughie this week is Carlton. I think Richmond are going to do the most Richmond thing they can, and finish ninth this year. They're going to fall. They're going to grab a hold of Pierce and and Jono, to jump off the football world.
1: Yeah, and and they threaten to do a Western Bulldogs. I agree, but they've looked like their motive. Like they've looked yeah. like they're switched on, and Carlton looks shit. And they lost their best player. So I reckon this will be a bloodbath. A terrible another terrible opening game. And it's just everyone's so glad that they're back. That footing's back.
0: <laughs> I'm going the it's the first round, it's it's such a build up for Carlton. This will be their the closest thing they'll get to a final. Yeah, that's fair enough.
1: In terms of um, oh that's good that we're head to head there. So yeah, um, I'll right. go Richmond. Richmond, minus 52 and a half, and you go Carlton, plus 52 and a half, and we'll see who wins. Um, <laughs> um, so, Gold Coast versus uh, Ruse is probably the most biggest non-event of the weekend. Mm. Um, both teams, like, this could be nil-all. Like, it could be a soccer score. Um, if it's wet, which I think it is wet, um, then, you know, they might not need the scoreboard. They just tell the goal umpire to have a week off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Especially being at in the Gold Coast.
1: Yeah. So this might be their last home game or whatever for com games. Um, but, yeah, so that, don't watch that game. I don't even know when it is. I didn't even look it up because it's such an event
0: 7.30. It's Saturday night.
1: Oh, of course they give that the prime time. Mm. Um, good Lord. All right. How about finish up with some MRP? Now, do you have anything?
0: I had... Our good friend and probably just going back to one thing that maybe both of us don't don't particularly like is just ex AFL players getting into into the media which is which is the person. I think I know who you're gonna,
1: gonna say here. I think it's a Mr. great point.
0: Mr. Chris Judd jumping <laughs> in there and diving in with his little article. And <laughs> I read I read part of it and didn't think too much of it until it came up on Facebook as when you find the Thesaurus button on Microsoft Word and there's a yeah. clever little extract from that. I thought that was pretty pretty funny the way he spoke about it I like Chris Judd I reckon he's alright but I mean it doesn't take much to get in the paper if you no. you kind of just have to play AFL
1: well Chris Judd um, yeah look I read a bit of that and I thought it was just like one of the weirdest things and he should probably just not be <laughs> writing articles but um, did you hear about how he tried to go to the Carlton preseason game and didn't have like a ticket because it was at Carlton home ground um, wherever that is like in north of, north of the city and um, the security guard was like, oh, where's your ticket? He's like, mate, I'm on the board for Carlton. Like, let me in. It's a preseason game. He's like, nah, you need a ticket and didn't let him in. And so he had to go to the, he had to go to the next gate and then someone was like, oh, Jaddy, you can come through, mate. Like, we know you're on the board for this team. And you're like really? you're literally one of our bosses. Um, so he came out after and made a pretty gags um, uh, interview. He was like, oh, you know, like it's it's probably good that this kid will get an opportunity to work somewhere else. <laughs> um, so that, interestingly, this segues into Brisbane being terrible for AFL stuff. I was listening to the radio. I don't know why I was listening to like normal, like Triple M Brisbane, and mm-hmm. they heard that and only one of the four in the radio knew who Chris Judd was and like how it was gags. She was like, and this AFL player, Chris Judd, then said the kid was going to get fired. They're going to fire him for not having a ticket. And she was like offended that, and he was like purely tongue in cheek when he said it. I was just like, Oh fuck. I hate living here sometimes. It's a good city, but fuck. I hate the bullshit NRL. Well, cop my grief when docker's lose though.
0: Yeah.
1: I barely get an article over here when I do, like I don't touch the paper that much cause it's junk. But when I do, and I see a docker's article, I am a rat. Um, <laughs> So good MRP there. I've got one uh, and it's pretty weird. So randomly popped up on a Fox Sports article today and it was something to do with like one of the classic sledges they've heard on the footy field. And they were talking about Andrew Mackey from Geelong. I forget who was talking about it, but um, someone was recounting they heard it. And I was reading it and I was like, oh, this must be like hectic sledge To, to make an article like retrospectively, someone remembering it. So I got down to the part of the article where they went through it, and I'll read it to you. I've got it saved. (laughs) Give it to me. So there were a few, uh, Geelong playing West Coast, obviously. There were a few West Coast players standing around together. I think Mark Lacroix was one of them. And one of them goes, you're not so lippy now, are you? So West Coast could kick three or four goals up in the first quarter. And Mackie turns around and goes, I wouldn't waste it on you fuckers anyway. End of sledge. <laughs> is that not literally the most, like, that should never, have, I'm annoyed that, that I'm thinking about that. That's how nothing it is.
0: When you said Mackie, I thought greatest sledgeable. I can't imagine Mackie being that. You know, he wouldn't really bother you that much. He'd say something running off as he goes and he'd be like, Yeah, alright, I'll see you later.
1: Like No no you're gay. Or something <laughs> <yeah>. like that. <laughs> like literally it's a, such a n that's not a sledge. Saying I wouldn't waste our lip on you fuckers, it's like, Okay, got me. Like yeah, I would have like I would have burst board. out laughing if someone said that to me. Yeah. Oh man. Like, oh, that is just the, the pits. It's, I really liked Mackey as a player before this, and now I don't like him as much. Oh. It's, it's quite a worry. All right, mate. On that note... That's it for the first,
0: the first episode. First yeah. round done and dusted for us.
1: Welcome back to our hopefully more than five or six listeners. Hopefully we get back our loyal number one and number two listener from last year, and then... You know, the the boys over the Purple Rain occasionally have a listen, so shout out to Ducky and Oz. Yeah, Um, shout out. And you know, who knows we might Ducky's been sort of um angling towards us, combining to some degree, like us doing a Thursday podcast and them doing a Tuesday or something like that. And it'd be the, the purple Dork Talk rain or something like that.
0: We'll continue to improve and grow and who
1: knows, Juddy. Well, aim for the sky, basically. Maybe we'll add ourselves to those uh, big improvers for the year list that we made before <laughs> alongside Bailey Banfield and, you know, Alex Pierce. Or maybe we'll be on the spur and
0: cyclist side of dropping off. No, we're on the promising Dockers list.
1: Hopefully we're on the way up. Yeah, you'd, you'd hope. Maybe we're the tab We could go anywhere. Oh, we're the Empire <laughs> State Building with no floors in it. <laughs> All right, mate.
0: It's been a pleasure. Thank you once again. All right. See you all later. See ya.